Today on Lockdown Blue Jackets, we are doing another prospect profile. We are looking at Slovakian player Dalibor Dvorsky with Patrick Bexell from Habs Eyes on the Prize and McKean's Hockey. Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news stories, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, before we get started, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NHL60 and use code NHL60 for 60% off plus free shipping. So, talking of fresh, I guess, uh, let's talk about prospects, because the Blue Jackets, their season is over, um, and they have two first-round picks. One of them is likely going to be in the two-to-four range. The other one could be anywhere from 16 all the way through to 32nd. So there's a ton of prospects out there to look at who might be available in that range. Um, And today we're looking at a Slovakian kid who was uh, moved to Sweden at the age of 14. Uh, He and his parents kind of picked up and left, uh, went to Sweden to play junior hockey there because he thought it would give him a better chance to make it in the NHL, which is a super cool story. And so uh, we're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about his story. We're going to talk a little bit about... um, European players versus the NCAA and kind of the control that teams have with that kind of thing, whether this guy could be available for the Blue Jackets with their later pick and uh, all that fun stuff with Patrick Bexell, formerly of McKean's Hockey, uh, always of Habs eyes on the prize. And he's much smarter than me. So I'm just going to get right into my conversation with him. So the season is finally over. We're free and we can start focusing on the draft, the draft lottery. The Blue Jackets have two first round picks. Hopefully, I know what they're going to do with the first one, but they've still got that second one up in the air. And I thought, let's uh, let's take a look at a guy who is kind of going up a lot of people's draft rankings, I feel like. Um, so I've got Patrick Bexell uh, of Habs Eyes on the Prize, a Swedish scout, here to talk about not a Swedish prospect, but a player that has been playing in Sweden basically for, since he was For 16. ages. Yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about Dalbor Dvorsky, who well, he's only been in he has played for Slovakia in 2019 and 2021. But apart from that, it's been all all Sweden. He's played under 16 Sweden. He's been played under 18 Sweden. Uh, How how come? Let's 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 start there. Let's what happened with Dvorsky that made him decide to play his entire junior hockey in Sweden. So I feel like it's super unusual for a player to play their junior hockey in he a country to... that is not their country of, of origin. He wanted to become an NHL player. It's as easy as that. Uh, so they took a look which country has the best development programs and pro- probably a little bit where can you get away with English quite a bit mm. uh, as well. So... Uh, they moved to Sweden, the whole family. So he's gone in Swedish school. Uh, 
for all years. He speaks fluent Swedish. He speaks fluent English. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a smart move. You rarely see it, especially not at that early age. You might see it, you know, seventeen. Uh, but but he's been here for yeah five years, six years, something like that. Uh, and it's a smart thing to do. I think Slovakia is coming up quite a bit, but six years ago they weren't, and and that's probably you know the reason you went out. He's always been Slovak though. Let's let's be honest about that. Uh, he's never thought about representing another team than Slovakia. So so uh, uh, he's he's full on Slovak, and and he will continue to be that. And I'm looking forward. I actually have very high expectations on him uh, going into the World Under 18s. Yes. So no, I should I should clarify. He played in the under eight, under 16, and under 18 leagues in Sweden, not. Just, just for the listeners, because um, I realised I said that really confusingly. He's not played for the Swedish national teams. He's just playing junior, like the under eighteen mm-hmm. uh, and under sixteen leagues out there in in Sweden. Um, but yeah, I I think it's cool. I I respect a guy that is willing to bet on himself so heavily at the age of like fourteen, fifteen, and be like, yeah, no, we'll we'll move to a different country because I think I'm good enough to play play there. Because like you said. Slovakia, like it's up and coming now. I think it's only going to get better. But in 2018, I don't know that he would have had the opportunities to kind of put his name out there like he has. I, I think it's also um, he also started seventh grade, which is a new school for for most Swedes at that point. So it 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 is kind of suiting him to go in that well and and do it. Um, it obviously, I, I don't know if his parents got jobs and then moved or not, mm-hmm. but I think from my understanding is that they actually bet on him to become a good player and, and thereby making this effort worth it. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like that's... And like, we'll get into talking about Dvorsky kind of as a player on the mm-hmm. ice in a second, but I do wonder how much of just kind of... It's this kind of fake it till you make it mm-hmm. type thing of if you believe that you're going to do the thing, then you'll do the thing, you know? And so I think it's really cool for them to be at 14, to be like, yeah, we're going to believe in our son and we think he can be an NHL player. And mm-hmm. it looks like he's uh, he is well on his way. Um, he is ranked anywhere from 8th to 19th, it looks like, on the, the Consolidated Elite Prospect ranking. So he is a player that could theoretically be there for the Blue Jackets with that second first-round pick. That they have provided they keep. He won't be. It, it seems very unlikely, but no, no, he won't be. <laughs> no, is he going? Is he going somewhere after this? The... After this World Juniors or World Under 18s, he's not going to be there after ten. That seems that seems fair. Um, he did have eleven points at the Under 18s in five games, uh, not last season, but the season before. So let's 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 talk about Dvorsky as as a player. Um, he's listed as the... a center slash a right wing, but what should you? Every time he steps out on the ice, what should you expect from a guy like Dvorsky? I think what I'm, I'm going to bring it back a little bit, Jay. I'm sorry for that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, first and foremost, when you go into to elite prospects or hockey DB or whatever you prefer to use, 
you got to realize AIK had a shit season this year. Uh, so, so they finished 10th in the standings. Yep. Uh, they have more or less half the points of what a winner had in Hockey Allsanskan. So you need to people need to understand that when they look at the the. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure my listeners uh, understand the concept of a yeah. bad team is extremely and, at this point. And uh, you know we have relegation as well in Sweden in Hockey Allsvenskan. There is also relegation. Uh, so at the end, they he maybe wasn't given the chance to shine and play those top six minutes that he probably deserved or, or needed for his development. Instead, he was used more or less as a third-line center uh, in that regard, and that affects, obviously, his overall points uh, in, in what has stood out is when he has played under 20 and under 18s because he's been magical at those levels, and that's why I'm quite sure that he will have an outstanding under-18 tournament coming up. But looking at, at, at him as a player, uh, you, you, you want to look at his vision, or see how he sees the ice and uh, how he sees the uh, other players on the ice as well. Uh, his passing is good. His shot is, is very good. Uh, be it a, a um, wrist shot or a, a snapshot, both of them are, are good. He doesn't have a very heavy slap shot, but he's big. He's uh, stand tall. Um, he is the archetypical center you want in that regard. Um, what he doesn't have as a center, what you're looking in at, a, at a center really, is the defensive game uh, and a little bit of the skating. Uh, so, so those things will stand out when he plays against men. Uh, and I think sometimes he's overconfident when he plays against his own age, which is easy to understand if you're top uh, top 10 in the draft or, or top 15 in the draft. Uh, so so I, I respect that in some ways, but on the other hand, I, all, I I understand it. I don't respect it, but I understand it. But I would have respected him more if he actually went in and just did everything he could in those games and, and showcased himself even more and didn't maybe take a shift off here and there. I do understand that you do that. I have never yeah, been on that sure. level, I like but I can point, understand it's... the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it but must I, get I, exhausting I, to have to go out there and skate so hard against quote-unquote inferior opponents yeah. every single shift. In a minute, we're going to go back to my conversation with Patrick about Dalibor Dvorsky, but first I've got to let you know about uh, a project that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I was tired all the time. I was getting sick all the time. Uh, I wanted a supplement that actually worked. I hated taking, you know, a billion different pills. And AG1 was the perfect thing for me. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, which means that you don't have to take a million different pills to get everything you need. It's all in one supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. And right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. There's no need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, to make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And, um, and uh, 
due to his play and due to his name, I've started to call him the conductor, and hence why I'm dressed up today and why I'm drinking a drink out of a uh, champagne glass. Uh, but um, it's 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 more actually because there is a tenor, an opera singer that was called Dvorsky, uh, but he is a conductor on the ice. He can run the power play. He can run the offensive zone setups. Uh, Against men again, and and this is the difference when you, what why, you know you look at Bedard and Fantilli and and and, and those kind of guys, and you look look at this point scores they they score point every yeah, but they don't play against men. Fantilli does to a degree, but 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 and and there is no disrespect towards any of them because they're going to be great both of them. It's more the fact that when you compare it to playing against a prof- in a professional league against men, seasoned veterans, 30, 25, 30-year-olds, 30 with, with a different physical setup than you have at, at the age of 18, there's going to be some, some, some differences that you might not understand. And, and that, this has also led to when he's played on, on the wing, he gets stuck out there because I, I know that as a center, you want to play in the middle, you want to have, you, you want to have the puck on your stick and you want to drive play, etc., so when he gets told to play on the center, which is a standard thing to do for, for Swedish coaches, when a center comes up, you play him one year on the wing in order to get into to physical attributes and, and, and learning the game at that speed, etc. And I think he has been spoken to in that regard, don't drive play, don't go into the center, which means that sometimes he gets caught out on the boards when he should go into the center. Like he's thinking so hard about not playing center that he just yeah. kind of gets, yeah. Um, I think he has a contract with AIK next year, and I don't think he will play there one game. I think he you will think be. In, a, a, he will to... be in AHL next year. Yeah. Yeah. Which if and he I had think an that's SHL contract. If he had an SHL contract, I would I would assume he would have stayed, but with with the hockey Allsvenska in the second division, you're gonna bring him over. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like there's, if a team, get and, and that's kind of the fun thing about European players, is that we kind of saw it with David Juracek this mm-hmm. year, is that he's not kind of beholden to the, the CHL agreement, which, I mean, I, we could do entire episodes on, mm-hmm. on that agreement. I fully disagree with it, and I think it's a, a silly thing, but I understand where they're coming from. But you can bring him over as a, I mean, he he won't turn 18 until June. You know he's a very young player in the in the draft. If you bring him over in October, he's been eighteen for what four months at mm-hmm. that point. Play him in the AHL, see where you go from there, and you can have like basically full team control in a way that you won't get if he's playing, you know, tier two hockey in Sweden. Yeah, and and also in if it was the team uh, who went down out. Uh, I've already for yeah Brynäs. If it was Brynäs that is going to challenge or Björklöven that has been challenging for three years, uh, whichever team of Modo and and Hugh Gordon that doesn't go up, <laughs> uh, one of those three teams, then I would probably have been able to keep him because he would be playing top minutes in a top team or, or right. good minutes in a top team, and he's comfortable. He's got his family there. It's a good development league. Blah 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 blah. And, and you would look to his point increase. You would look to you would ask a team, say, you know, we can bring him over, or we can have him, but we want you to do this. 
and it's a negotiation in a way. Or say, if he doesn't play power play minutes, if he doesn't play line two minutes, you know, we're going to bring him because we have the right to do so. So, so you can do that a little bit. Um, obviously, the, the Swedish team will, will more often than not, it's not the NHL team saying this. It's the Swedish team that says, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and can we please keep him? And, and, <laughs> and they said yes or no. Depending on which team that picks him, they will, because some teams bring them over early. Um, you, I mentioned this, I don't know if it was in your pod, if it was locked on Habs or Sharks, <laughs> but, but, uh, there, there are certain teams that take over players directly. Mm-hmm. Toronto has been known to do that. Uh, you look at Lilligren, you look at Sundin, and Regler was really not the club they are today at that time. AIK is not even in Regler's at that time level. So you would be like, yeah, you know. On the other hand, it's Stockholm, so you have an easy access with international airport. You, you, you can go over watch him a lot in that regard. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I would assume he's, he goes to the AHL. Uh, and, and as I said, it's going to be smaller ice. So, or as you guys say, it's always smaller ice and tempo is up and, and, and all that. And he needs to learn that tempo because he can be a bit slow. He needs to work on his... You, you, you give him the leeway. Like you say, okay, you're going to practice with this team, but you're going to go do skating with this coach as well. And you invest in that player with the skating coach. You don't ask him to to pay for it you say you know we're paying for it this is an investment this is yeah I'm gonna, this I'm, twice a week. it's going to benefit me yeah uh, and then you have him for four years anyway because he's drafted out of europe so it's it's all good in that regard yes. uh, uh they have to sign him though in order to 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 come so, so it's all that uh yeah. i would imagine that like i think it's it's super rare unless it's an ncaa player it feels like it's super rare that a first round pick doesn't get that ELC basically. Nah, it's, I'd say the top ten usually gets yeah. it, but then it's a little bit of a toss up between you know drafted out of Europe or NCAA or or Canadian yeah. hockey leagues or whatnot. So, but yeah, I, I, he needs to get better on the ice skating wise. He needs mm-hmm. to learn the defensive game a little bit more, and that is the only thing that I could see having him stay in Sweden. Because obviously the defensive game will be with a bigger eyes, maybe a slower tempo. You would have a chance to get used to it in another way. But on the other hand, then you have AIK, which he has a contract with in Hockey Auslandskan, which is not beneficial at all anyway. Yeah. Is there, I'm, I'm not super up on how European leagues work necessarily, mm-hmm. unless they're like my league here in the UK. Is there a chance that he could move to a different oh. team? Well, there's a chance, but rarely. But it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So the NHL can't, or whichever team drafts him, can't be like, okay, you can stay in Sweden, but we want you to play for this team. No. For this team or this team or whatever. Um, It it would be like, uh, you know, uh, you could go on loan in certain degrees. Right. Like, uh, you know, City will loan out half their squad to different leagues in different countries. But (laughs) yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Let, let's not go um, in there because I think it's wrong. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I think I think it's beneficial for him to go over to the AHL in the long run. Uh, he has that. You, you give him the opportunity to play on the power play, something he does very well, quarterbacking the power play. He has the one timer. He has the the snapshot. He has the the, the wrist shot. 
he can facilitate that. He has the vision to drive it. He has the intelligence to drive it, and and set up his his friends or teammates. But then you so, so you you make sure he builds the confidence there. You get a a, a uh, skating coach to work with him properly an extra half hour a day or something like that. Uh, I mean, it's peanuts for an NHL organization to hire a skating coach to to just. They, yeah, I assume every NHL team has one just on file. It hasn't like... been that the, the, in the old. A couple of years ago, the players had to pay for it themselves. Yeah. I think it's the development has changed, but but I think that's you know something you, you it's it's peanuts and it's not going out of the you know uh, salary cap anyway, so it doesn't matter. Then, then you you make sure that he he plays the dirty minutes, the tough minutes, in his own end, working on that structure, and make sure he develops properly in that regard. Uh, obviously, I've watched him a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. um, on on uh, on uh, or, or the, the the times I watched him, I watched him in pros, and that's different compared to. When he's playing in, in, in against under twenty, under eighteens, um, one of my pupils, uh, since I'm a teacher at daytime, uh, he played against him in the under eighteens uh, playoffs. Uh, he, well, Wilmer didn't play that much, but <laughs> he was, yeah, he was, he was on. The it team, was though. a part of the team <laughs> <laughs> because he's sixteen, so still playing with eighteens is good, especially for Frelanda. Uh, but but um, he said he was outstanding uh, on the ice. It was it was he understood what he needed to be better at himself, and he's a defender. Uh, um, he he also mentioned that you know comparing Otto Stenbara Bori, who is probably mm-hmm. someone that you could pick with your second draft pick. Uh, Stenbara is a shooter, much more. Uh, whereas Borski is a setup player, and, and it's 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 miles between them. So, you know, um, but if you like it, you take it. That, that's the way it goes. And uh, Dvorsky, as I said, you're going to see it in the under-18s now. It's in Switzerland as well. So the, the Slovaks will be there. The Czech will, the Czechs will be there. The, the Swedes and Finns will obviously go down in, in drums as well. And the Swiss fans are and, and German fans are always good fans as well. So it's going to be a party down there. And uh, yeah. and you're gonna see Dvorsky stand out on that uh, Slovak team, and it's gonna make you excited. It's gonna make GMs excited. It's gonna make draft guys excited. And I'm quite sure that yeah, um, I won't say something stupid like Scott always does or some other people <laughs> do uh, to get uh, hits on there, like eating buffalo wings and stuff. But uh, or eating a puck. I saw someone. If was it if. Pittsburgh doesn't make the if if oh, Boston if Boston wins if happens yeah if Boston wins the President's Cup I'm going to eat a puck you know like someone yeah said he that loves in October. To... <laughs> I love Scott I have so much time for Scott yeah. he does sometimes just say things without engaging his brain yeah. which is very relatable but also I, I I have a bet with Anton Rossigord who writes for Ice on the Price as well and if I win. Oh, or if I lose, I'm gonna buy him dinner. That's that's yeah. better, you know. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a normal thing. To, yeah, to I'm not. I'm gonna eat this puck. But... Yeah. No, but seriously, I I think that yeah, I'm I'm 99% sure that he will go top ten. Yeah. 
and uh, you're going to get a very solid player, a very smart player. You're not going to get that standout. In I mean, like he's a jack of all trades, but maybe king of none. Right. Uh, whereas you you got a few others that are king of of, of everything. But you know what is he? Uh, I'm, I'm going to do an elite prospect here. Sorry. Uh, he's 185 or six foot one uh, center with with good vision and good passing and good shot. Tell me, yeah, the, the, there an NHL team, team that's that not going to take that. him. <laughs> worst he case, feels like worst perfect, case, you get a third line center. Yep, he feels like the kind of the perfect player that say Detroit is going to pick up. Uh, where are they? Ninth or tenth in the in the rankings at the minute? Yeah, like he feels like a perfect Detroit player, and I don't know if that's again the Swedish influence or what. But European I'm, I'm, in general, him, I'm like, okay, yeah, no. This when you look at the last kind of handful of players they've drafted, I'm like, oh yeah, no, they have a type, and I feel like Dvorsky definitely fits into. Yeah, he's that smart. Type. He's he's uh, and and a little bit like Leo Carlson. I know we mentioned it when mm-hmm. we spoke with about Leo as well, who's who's had an outstanding uh, playoff run. The, yes. So so he's stock he's stock on the markets probably increased and I think it's gonna be closer between Fantelli and, and Carlson than many North American things. Um, and then you have that wild card of Mitch Cobbin. It's as, gonna be as, it's gonna be fun. Like two but, to but, four in the draft is gonna be a really fun time. <laughs> but but you have the others that are like, you know, I'm a really good shooter. I'm a really good this. But but these guys are just you know, you, you play them at center. If it doesn't work out, you have a really, really good winger. Yeah. So you, we've talked about Dvorsky going to the AHL next mm-hmm. season. How far away is he from the NHL? Do you think? I saw is he a someone years in the A and then stepping up, or I saw someone mentioned it on uh, because obviously I do some research for what mm-hmm. other people think as well before. And someone mentioned he can go into an NHL lineup uh, directly and contribute. And I'm like, yeah, if you, that would be Arizona and you're tanking next year again. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but, I guess it, it really depends on... But on I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't rush him. And I think two years in AHL would probably do him very, very well. Yeah. Um, you could do. You could hope that it becomes a, a, a lockout season or something else messes with the season, uh, and do like uh, what Sider did in during the COVID year, where he oh, went back he to just... to SHL. He's been one year in the AHL, went and got another year in a pro league, in a good system, and that is one of the best seasons I've seen a defender do in my fifty years in the. the or, or, or on the, on this planet and probably watching the hockey for yeah 40, 40 of them so, so so I think you know two years in the AHL don't rush him give him maybe a year a, a game two games at the end of the season just to see what he goes for and he gets that touch and, and see that this is what I need to do better in order to become an NHL regular because he's a smart player he will understand that and he will he will my bet is on him succeeding. Yeah. So we've said top ten is your is your bet. Um, let's get a little bit more specific than that, just to finish off. If you had to I don't know, put money on it, okay, where, I, I like, need to find the, the standings. Where is he? Is he going to like as far as sixth overall, seventh overall? 
Or... I mean, this is the thing. I remember when Cider went, uh, and I was high on Cider, but I didn't have him at, what was it, seven, six, six or yeah. seven, eight? And, and it started that kind of... Um, everyone went for defenders. So suddenly, mm-hmm. you know, Cole Caulfield ended up at Montreal's place. Fantastic. Nice. Uh, but I think the... the um, so you never really know. And if there's a... Detroit is, is known for this. Casper wasn't at their the age. Yeah. They, they weren't at that spot in the considerated rankings. He was thereabouts. And some have him high. I know in McKean's I was the one that was highest on, on Casper. But uh, I think the the... When you see something, you take it. And, and the fact that it's a utility piece, a good utility piece in any team, he has a top top line potential. He has a floor of third line NHLer. You know, you take that. Um, yeah, sure. It, I think, it will partly depend on under 18s. Mm-hmm. And the interesting bit is what we see in Slovakia do as well. Will he go to the men's world? Because he could. And if he has a standout there, we've seen what that tournament can bring up as well. Then you have a potential to, to maybe evaluate him more against men with better you know, surroundings than AIK players. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he goes sixth. But I don't see, I would be very surprised if he's there at 11. Yeah, he's a guy that I kind of looked at and was like, oh, maybe an option for the Blue Jackets. But I think a lot of things would have to go yeah, wrong right. right, depending <laughs> on how you're looking at it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think the I'd important lo- I would love bit to see would, him as a, the, as a Blue Jacket. But I think I every team know. would like to have him, you know? But yeah. obviously we know Montreal will pick him uh, because, you know, of course, the Slovak yeah. connection. <laughs> yeah, they, they have had success drafting Slovakians in the past, so... Yeah. Well, we, we, we'll see. It was he was probably the best one taken. Juricek was probably number two if you do a redraft. And uh, he's Yuri, I had Juricek as, as the second best player in that draft on my uh, board, which I was thrilled when he dropped dropped all the way to sixth. Um, yeah. That that was that whole draft was very weird. But um, let's let's finish up actually um, because now that the regular season is finished, mm-hmm. the standings are set. The Blue Jackets have the second best odds for Bedard or. They are going to pick second overall. Yeah, but you also have a quite a bit because I've been in this situation with Montreal. Obviously, if you look, you also have, I mean, it's it's a bigger chance of you falling down than. Oh yeah, and I I am not expecting anything. <laughs> like I came into the season expecting nothing, so it's yeah. been really easy to just kind of assume that we're not going to get that top two pick. But if it if it lasts, if the Blue Jackets end up picking second mm-hmm. overall, who would they pick? Do they go well, if Bedard falls, you take him. <laughs> well, oh, yes. If we, if we assume that Bedard is going to to Anaheim, they've got they've got to pick one. Going to, he's going Fantilli, to Montreal Carlson, because they're going to draft him. You know, like they yeah. he, they're going to be lucky. Or Michkov. The thing is, really uh, this is the this is the interesting conversation to have. Uh, Carlson is uh, on the national team squad now for two games. Because of that fantastic playoff run he's, he's been on. Um, he's proven himself against men. You have total control. Uh, I think Fantelli will play another year in the NCAA. Yes. 
so you might not have full control of that. On the other hand, you, you're going to sign him anyway, so it's not really a problem. And then, you know, it's 2026 when Mitch Cobb is going to win the Calder, right? <laughs> or, yeah, he's going to Panera. He's going um, to walk potential. home that, that, uh, that <laughs> year. But, but um, I mean, the thing is, even if he's in an army team, and we discussed this in, in Montreal in, in our Slack chat the other day in, in Eyes on the Price, that, you know, upside, and I said this on Lockdown Sharks, I said he is the, Mitch Cobb has the potential of falling the furthest of these three. Yes. But he's also having the best chance of becoming a superstar of those three. Right. I guess it depends on how long can you where wait? the Blue Jackets consider themselves in terms of yeah. like rebuild. I mean, like I can see a team like Chicago who's starting their rebuild more or less. They yeah. have no problem picking Mitchkov. No, I, my, my, my choice was Arizona for a guy yeah. like Mitchkov. You know, they're probably a couple of years away. They're not in a. They're in a always rush. a couple of years away, though. Yeah, they've been a couple of years away since I started following this league in in 2013. You know, but so, but I think the the the, I think Chicago is a perfect fit for Mitch Cobb. Yeah. I'll be honest with that. Uh, hockey culture, have time to wait, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, Panarin went there first, right? Mm-hmm. And they have that, you know, ability to wait a little bit and and be smart about it build their team look look how he's developing the problem is obviously you can't go into russia like you want uh you don't For know sure. what yeah. kind of contract he will have uh he plays in an army club but let's mm-hmm. say this war lags on can they say you know you need to do the army service then he's going to do the army service in the as far away from the war as possible obviously yeah. but you know it might happen and I think that is that is the undecided factor. We saw, was it Fedotov, the goalkeeper that was... The Flyers goalie, yes. Yeah. He tried to come to North America and then yeah. they were like, actually... Yeah, and they went and collected him like mm-hmm. two hours before his flight was going as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's... This is the problem. And obviously it's going to be a a coup for, for KHL to keep him and they're going to offer him anything they want. And, and I like Mitch Cobb. I really, really do. I was in the world in that four nations tournament two years ago mm. uh, or November a year and a half ago, I was sitting with the, with the scouts of Montreal Canadiens <laughs> and I had the, the, the uh, Swedish hockey games on where Mitch Cobb was making his international debut as a, as a senior player. And he started by making a Michigan goal against Sweden. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's going to be a superstar wherever he plays. And the, the year he's had in Soki, which is or, or half year he's had in Soki, it makes it so difficult because you have control over two players, you have no control over the third. But he is a potential superstar. It's, yeah. Do you, do you and, risk and it? Think, and go for... I think he might actually fall to fourth, but the, the jump is so big between fourth and fifth. In quality of player, yes. So Mitchkov will have to go at the lowest fourth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the good news is for Blue Jackets fans anyway is that I believe that the draft rules means that they can pick no lower than fourth overall. Did you win? So they're going to get one of those. You can players. fall three, right? Can you fall three spots? Is it so two they spots could, or three in spots? theory, pick fifth overall, which would be not a disaster, but 
Yeah, it's it's a big leap there, though. The, the yeah. gap between four and fifth is huge. But if we if we sit and we assume, because I, yeah. I, I can't sit here until the draft lottery no. and run the numbers on no, 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 no. <laughs> on where they're going to fall, because I'll go insane. I, I mean, like, you're going to hit the that they're going to pick uh, second or third. I think I think you're going to hit the jackpot with either of those players. It's going to be a solid foundation of what's going to come down the line. It's going to be a first stone of something really, really good. And no one i mean two of them are centers that's going to stand out though uh, yeah and my money is on you probably take Fantilli. depending on who's available yeah. but i think my money would be on Fantilli, then carlson then mitch Cobb in terms of players that the blue jackets would prefer but i wonder if carlson is sneaking closer like you said is carlson he, is carlson is sneaking yeah people don't realize how good carlson is and i i think there could be a there could be a surprise yeah, the draft. If you if you like him and if he has a good uh, under 18s now, right? No, he's 19, right? So he can't participate. He, yeah, so he'd be he's ineligible for under 18s, yeah. I think. But uh, but if he and we talked it's about it's a lot how, of talk of him going to the men's. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise and we, me. We talked about how Detroit goes out and they have their guys that they like. Mm. Yamakakalainen, I feel like, does the same thing. I mean, look, he, we look, we saw that when he drafted mm-hmm. Pierre Luc Dubois in 2016. Instead, the whole world was convinced that Jesse Puliyavi was going to go. Yeah, but overall. I think I don't think he gets enough credit for that in a way. Who, uh, I think, yeah, I think he gets a lot of credit, and, and it's a smart thing. But also, he he was aware of Puliyavi's non-English skills, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he rated that very highly. What what Edmonton and second second guessing something is always easy, right? But what Edmonton oh, yeah. should have had should have done this to, you know, leave him in Finland for a year. And as I said, you know, get him an English you, teacher. You invest, and, get him yeah. an English teacher, sit with him two hours a day. Fine. Make sure he's prepared. Make sure he he handles his own banking system. You know, get him an, an American or a Canadian bank where his salary right. goes in. And, and he needs to learn how to use that so you can see that he can become that player that he, he, he ease everything into it. I remember... You're a football man as well, Jay. I know that. Only, only a little bit, yeah. Yeah, um, and football. We mean like real football, not the real football, crazy yeah. stuff that you play with your hands. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Milan used to do that. They set up their players with with elderly elder women, a couple of years mm-hmm. older, that was more mature and was ready to maybe uh, start a family. Which which made first and foremost suddenly there was something off the off the pitch that it was interesting someone yeah. was happy it's, it's like home. a weird billet family yeah. type situation but but it, it, it makes a lot of sense thing. because if you're happy off the ice you're going to perform well on on the ice in this case or in Milan's pitch so yes. so i think you know this is the thing you do with you and i think carlson not only because he has had a very good playoffs uh, where that youth line really stood out for Odebro when all the other lines didn't click and maybe was a bit nervous. Uh, Carlson's line was really, really good. They should have scored. And he has this, I think I gifted, but he has this play that is marvelous. I didn't really see that his teammate came behind him, but he just dropped the puck. And yeah, it was, it was amazing. Uh, it's closer than people think. And it, it would not surprise me at all yeah. if 
Kekalainen has had Carlson on his in his sights all season. I think if there's any of the the kind of the four teams that are kind of in that mm-hmm. that range that are gonna go quote unquote off the board and pick not the consensus pick, I think Kekalainen is is there. yeah probably he's he's the guy that if if Carlson goes second overall, it's because Kekalainen picks him. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure. But yeah, <laughs> like, I think I, I think they're more. I think it's going to be Fantilli, but it would not surprise me yeah. at all if. And and it doesn't have to be the Blue Jackets taking him either. I think there are more other teams that are looking at it the same way. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see um, where where those players go. I'm getting more and more attached to the concept of Adam Fantilli as a Blue mm-hmm. Jacket. Than, than any of the other players but like like you say there's there's no and we've i've seen a lot of i call it fatalism on on twitter the other night about blue jackets fans who are like well the tank is ruined we're not going to get bedard and therefore everything is worthless this stupid terrible season blah 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 they um, have three very good consolidation prizes like yeah like adam fantilli as a consolation prize Matthew mitchkov as a console people were like oh we're gonna be we're gonna be lucky to get mitchkov yeah, have you seen him play? He's incredible. And we're, so we're sitting at fifth know, right now in Montreal. Maybe it's just that I've seen so much yeah. Blue Jackets mediocrity over the years that I'm kind of immune to them doing this because, of course, they're going to play themselves out of that first overall spot. But I don't know. I, I don't understand how you can look at one of Fantilli Carlson or Mitch Carp and be like, yeah, this sucks. I think I think what we're sitting at fifth right now Mm-hmm. And we're sitting, is there anyone that could, you know, any team that could go off the board and take someone lower so we get Mitch right. Carlson or, or, or Fantilli? Well, I mean, that's you what, look at, that's yeah, how, you we're look sitting at how Shane Wright dropped to fourth. Yeah. And I bet Seattle is thrilled about that. Indeed they are. And, and um, I'm saying, like, this is, this is what the team in fifth sits. Yes. I want you guys to hear that. that we're sitting yeah, there. exactly. Is there you know? anyone that can, <laughs> you know... I, I said something along the that. It could be worse. We could be Vancouver who were just god-awful all season and Until then the played themselves. I think they have like a 3% chance of winning Bedard, you know? Yeah, but they have Pedersen as well. Yeah, so like it's... <laughs> Vancouver's doing okay, but like it's... it's, it's I feel like... They have 100 points fans are on that team. Out. There was someone that scored 100 points. Yeah, exactly, you know? <laughs> And also, they managed, they, they managed to stay healthy all season. Habs fans, like, you will understand my pain in yes. just now, how I, I broken think, your team was this season. I think the I think Dvorsky, we're going back to what we started. Yes, we should finish up with Dvorsky. It's been a very long pod here. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, to go back to Dvorsky, you know, you're getting something solid. Yes. And uh, I don't think that it's going to be a bad player. The question is, how long can you wait again? Uh, what kind of, of help do you give him in development, etc., etc.? But yeah, yeah, I could see someone trade up to get Dvorsky mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to that time of, of, of the draft. If he's there at 10th, I think either the team just, you know, don't wait and just runs up and say, Dvorsky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or 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 a little bit like Montreal did with Caulfield <laughs> to go back mm-hmm. to that draft. Um, but on the other hand, you 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 could also be very very sly and sit there and wait for five minutes to see if you get any calls. Yes, he's that kind of player that people would 
want to look at and, and want to have in their stable. Yeah, definitely. He's he's uh, a really interesting... It feels weird to call him a depth piece. I don't think he's going to be a superstar, but I think he's that like second or third player on a line mm-hmm. that elevates the entire line yeah the entire line to, to and then you have him running one of the power play units and you're fine yeah. so you're still going to score like, a lot of... yeah he's one of those guys that is going to be permanently underrated mm-hmm. in this league i think because he's yeah, not especially because he's european and... as well yeah uh, he's not going to go out there and score you know 40 50 goals but he's going to be like um like i guess an oliver bjorkstrand mm-hmm. type player to bring it back mm-hmm. to the the blue jackets or you know mm-hmm. ex-blue jackets um of not a superstar makes everyone around him better and is kind of if you look at his underlying stats you're like oh actually and he's deeply missed when he's gone yeah exactly (laughs) i would know not that i would know anything about that but (laughs) he's you know he's dvorsky's gonna be a really interesting player to watch in this league um but watch him in the under 18s first yes If people want to learn more about Swedish prospects or prospects in general or kind of the scouting work that you do, where can people find you and your work online? Uh, right now, I'm, I'm, I was a scout for McKean's, so I'm still going to give a shout out to McKean's, even if I'm not there anymore. Uh, really good guys, always helpful as well to, to when you ask them questions on Twitter, etc. cetera. Uh, but right now we're on our own. We're half size on the price and uh, well, we're, we're doing well so far and we saved a few articles i think the the big change will be now going into the off season before the like after the draft and before our big thing uh, the top 25 under 25 where i will be the host on all the podcasts so you find me on apple as well <laughs> and that's all i've got for you today uh tomorrow we are going to be doing kind of the first part of a blue jacket season in review we talked a little bit about that earlier it today in uh, this morning's episode but uh, we're going to get into some specifics, what the Blue Jackets did well this season, what they didn't do so well. That's a much longer segment than the first one, but that's what we're going to be talking about in tomorrow morning's episode. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jake Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-Y-S-T-E-R. Follow the podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jacket. If you have comments, questions, criticism, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.